Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Down South IT Podcast. Coming at you from the heart of Cajun country, deep in the bowels, or the bowls, no, bowels, of South Louisiana, where the food is awesome, the drinks are plentiful, and the hunger for tech is matched only by the hunger for our crawfish. My name is Clark, and today we're going to talk Wi-Fi, and more specifically, Wi-Fi 6. It's going to be the new standard that's going to be coming out soon, and we're going to talk about how it's different from our current Wi-Fi now, and we'll kind of also get into the naming convention, and they're actually changing it, so we'll go over that. But first, if you haven't already, or even if you have already, actually, head over to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. When that little pop-up comes up, click on the button to enter to win. Uh, You can do an entry into the -the on-the-go giveaway. You only have a little bit of time left to enter. Every entry is a chance to win. And what can you win? Well, thank you for asking. You can win an Anchor Dual Port 12-volt car adapter for your car. It's actually, it has two ports, 2.4 amps per port, so it does support quick charging. You get a Rav Power Luster 3350 milliamp mini power bank to keep your devices juiced up on the go. And also, I'm going to throw in two micro USB and lightning combo cables and a USB Type-C cable. So no, no matter what device you have you, and that you need to charge on the go, I got you covered. You can also check out the podcast on a couple of different places too. Um, on Facebook, just search at Down South IT. Uh, the YouTube channel is actually coming along pretty nicely. So you can just search Down South IC Podcast to find that. I do have the how-to and unboxing videos on there if you want to check those out. If you want just a podcast, though, you can find that just about anywhere that you your favorite podcasts are. I'm on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, all the major players. And there's also the good old trusty email, too. So even if you go old school, hit me up on the email, downsouthit at gmail.com. And if you haven't noticed before, the website, I completely redesigned it and it came out, it, I put, made it go live pretty much right after the last podcast dropped. So if you haven't seen it yet, head over to downsouthitpodcast.com, let me know what you think. This version is a lot more compatible with phones and tablets, mobile devices, that, that kind of thing. So that's why I made the jump to the new design. And besides that, I'll... I do want to thank all of you guys for listening. The podcast has been streamed 500 times now, just in the 17 previous episodes. So that's awesome. Thank you guys. I've also found that I got listeners all over the world. I got listeners in the US, UK, India, Australia, Spain, many others. So thank you to all of you. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. I really do, really, really, really do appreciate it. So. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. Now, this episode is about Wi-Fi. And whether or not you knew it, Wi-Fi, as you know, is going to change. And usually I'm kind of hesitant with change for tech like this. But in this case, I think it's going to be a good change. And it's going to be a good change for a few different reasons. First off, the names of the Wi-Fi are going to be easier. Right now, we classify the type of Wi-Fi that you're using by the protocol number and a letter after it. So, and the protocol is 802.11. And the letter after it designates the type and the bandwidth and all of that kind of stuff. So, and the most prevalent routers 
and everything out there right now are probably your wireless G and wireless N routers. And my gamer friends and me, because I'm a geek like that, bringing up the rear, which probably isn't too much in the rear, actually, to be honest, with the AC type routers. Well, all of that's going to start changing soon. The Wi-Fi Alliance, that's the group that certifies all of the devices that go on sale and make sure they're up to standard. They certify things to be either wireless AC, wireless N, wireless G, whatever. They've decided that they want to move into just general numbers for the Wi-Fi designations. So starting with the new Wi-Fi standard, which was going to be AX, and actually the X on that is kind of lax because there's a few different versions of that standard, a couple of them being AJ, AH, and AD. So collectively, they were actually just going to call all of these AX, and that seems kind of complicated and convoluted, which I agree with. So what they're going to do is they're going to start the new standard when it comes out is going to be called Wi-Fi 6. And with that, they're actually going to start retroactively naming all the previous versions to Wi-Fi 5 and such, you know, keep going like that. So the AC routers that are out now, those will actually be renamed to Wi-Fi 5. Uh, wireless N devices and routers will be Wi-Fi 4. G devices will be Wi-Fi 3 and so on and so on and so on. So... And really and truly, to, to honest, honestly, to me, this is a good thing. The letters were okay, but it does get kind of confusing when you're just trying to figure out what, what's going on with it. And the one thing that I'm actually kind of betting will happen is that even though there's going to be a name change, especially since there's a couple of different versions of this Wi-Fi 6, quote-unquote, out there, we'll probably still end up using the letters, at least in the beginning. And that'll be until at least one of the newer versions dominates out, you know, and pushes the other two out, kind of like VHS did to Betamax. And for those too young to know what the hell that is, ask your parents. They'll tell you. So, but for simplicity's sake, the new naming convention will help. And really and truly, I'm surprised it took this long for them to, to, to do it. Because it's kind of been... The, the letters and, and that type of thing has been, it's been good for what it is, but everything's becoming more streamlined and God knows all of the phones and devices are starting, they went from all of these having these cool, fun names and stuff like that to just being, you know, S10, S9, S6, Note 4, Note 2, iPhone 6, 7, 8, whatever. So the naming convention kind of, that, that kind of actually surprised me that it took them this long to do that. Besides the name change, what else is going to be different about it? Really, there's going to be a lot. And it, for the rest of the, most of the podcast, the rest of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about kind of how the routers work. The devices themselves, like your phone, your tablets, laptops, that kind of thing, are all going to work pretty much the same way they always have, you know, when you connect to a network, you have to put in a passcode, that kind of thing. But really, the, the the meat and potatoes of the new standard is going to be how the data is transmitted. And that's where it gets fun. So we're going to start off with that. And 
for starters, we have a little bit of time before all of this actually happens. The Wi-Fi Alliance won't actually start certifying new devices until later this year. Um, from what I've read, it was third quarter of this year, so probably September, October at the latest, um, or the earliest, should I say. So you won't actually see any certified Wi-Fi 6 branded devices in stores or anything probably until around Christmas of this year. More than likely, if they're just getting certified and they're still designed and everything like that, you probably won't see them till at least after the first of the year. So next year will be the the time that you can start, you know, looking for these type of things. The only there is one device out right now though that's about as close to Wi-Fi 6 as you can get and that's the new Samsung Galaxy S10 and that phone works with the new protocols. It's not certified as Wi-Fi 6, but it works on those protocols. So right now, that's about as close to it as you can get. And as far as hardware goes, they have Cisco and TP-Link and a few other manufacturers are starting to roll out some Wi-Fi 6 hardware. But a lot of that is switches and access points and stuff like that. It's more on the commercial side. So us as consumers really won't see that for a little bit. Now, as far as consumer stuff, you know, right now you won't see anything probably till the first of the year, anything like that. But whenever Mobile World Congress and all of that comes up next year, you're probably going to see a lot of Wi-Fi 6 devices on the next generation iPhones, Pixels, laptops, that kind of stuff. So when CES next year and Mobile World Congress for the mobile devices comes comes around, that's probably going to be a really big deal and a really big sticking point for a lot of people. So just kind of be on the be on the lookout for that. Now I know you're already asking, will it be faster? Yes. By a lot. Now granted the theoretical limit and how close you can get to that limit is kind of loosey-goosey but for you to actually get the theoretical limit uh, top end speed of Wi-Fi 6 which is 10 gigabytes per second you have to have the hardware to back it up you have to have 10 gig switches you have to have Wi-Fi 6 access points you have to, or Wi-Fi 6 router you have to have all of the hardware going that for you know that's able to handle that speed on the back end before you'll actually see it on the front end so 10 gigabytes per second is crazy fast crazy fast now granted like i said even if even that being a top limit for wi-fi 6 but even if you get you know a wi-fi 6 router or anything like that and you can bump up your speed a little bit to say you put in, pulling a one gig speed on a tablet or something like that that's still probably three or four times faster than what most people are getting right now take that as you will like i said it's until the hardware actually starts getting out there and getting into the getting into the world it's kind of going to be a moot point but we'll play with that as we go now, for the sake of argument, say you get a Wi-Fi 6 router, you set it up, 
get it to your house, the whole nine. Will it make the devices you have faster? Maybe just a tiny bit, if at all, to be honest. Uh, anything you already have is only going to be as fast as the type of device that it's rated for. So if you only have a laptop that's Wi-Fi 4 or wireless in, it can only go fast as the wireless in protocol will let it. So the upside to getting a Wi-Fi 6 router, though, will be basically it, it'll be power. And I mean that in a couple of different ways. One being that Wi-Fi 6 is designed to handle a lot more devices at one time. So you're going to have a lot more bandwidth to be able to use a lot more devices at one time. A lot of houses right now, a lot of homes have, you know, between 8, 10, maybe 15 connected devices all running and some of them all running at once. That's a lot of stress on a regular router, you know, because the way regular routers work, it's whoever talks first, you know, <laughs> it's first come first serve on a lot of routers. So first come first serve, if there's a lot of traffic, then the routers have to sit there and try to sift through it. And that's a lot of stress on them. So, and granted, I know a few people that have close to 40 connected devices in their home. Now that's with all of the new smart products coming out you know, and everything else. So the number of devices that we have connected to the internet in your home is going to only go up, you know, not just, and I'm not just talking smart plugs or anything. I'm talking, uh, light switches. I'm talking refrigerators, smart microwaves, washer dryers, you know, big appliances, that kind of stuff. So all of that's got to be connect is going to connect also. So all that stuff adds up. And the way the new Wi-Fi 6 works is it works in a couple of different ways. First, it's able to send and receive more information per transmission. So in that sense, you do get more speed because there's more information that's getting transmitted, more being sent per transmission. So you get more device at one time. So another cool thing that it does is that the router can actually break up those transmissions into smaller blocks and each of those blocks will transmit to a different device and it does that by modulating the radio signals a little bit to where each device has its own frequency so by each device getting its own frequency the router is actually able to send and receive data a lot more efficiently and it does all of this on its own. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to set it up. That's just the way the protocol works. So actually to compare the amount of data per transmission that we're out now. So routers now, uh, and I'll take the AC router since that's the, the, newest, uh, the newest version. They send out 256 bits. So 256 ones and zeros at one time. The new Wi-Fi 6 routers will send out 1,024 bits at a time. So they'll send and receive four times the data per transmission. So you have a lot more bandwidth to stream those 4K movies. So 4K is going to definitely be in our future once this actually hits and starts getting in the mainstream, which is a good thing. Everything needs to be clear. We like our 4K. We like our, and after 4K, then we start bumping up to 8K. So we're going to be in love with the Ks here pretty soon. 
Now, in the AC routers too, there was something called MIMO, M-I-M-O, which is multiple in, multiple out, which let several devices send and receive data at one time, which speeded up everything. And the, the trick is that it needed several antennas, but the way that it did it was kind of inefficient. They would only use certain antennas for sending. There would only be certain antennas for receiving. So it was kind of kind of hit or miss it was it's a good technology it really is but it's inefficient so wi-fi 6 came came up with an idea and they're going to actually streamline that process and they're going to do it by a pretty wide margin so and the, the good thing is that the data will be sent and received on the same antenna so it's able it's able to use the same antenna for both but getting back to power the second way that Wi-Fi 6 is good for power is that everything that's connected to it, the transmissions are scheduled. So each device has a time that the router sets that it can transmit data. Now it seems kind of weird, but this is the benefit. All your devices use less power. Most smart home devices and you know stuff whenever you're phone or your tablet and stuff like that when you're not checking facebook or instagram or browsing a web page anything like that your phones still have to communicate with the router even when they're not doing anything even if it's just to tell the router hey i'm still here and i'm alive and the way it works now is that the router takes whatever device is talking at that moment and says either says okay or sends sends it data like if it's checking email or something like that in the background well if something else talks at the same time then the data from the second device is just dropped and then it'll wait a certain amount of time and then it'll send it all again and while it's sitting there sending and waiting to send and everything like that it's not in low power because it's sitting there waiting to send data again so by scheduling all your devices when you're not using them every device has a time that it talks so even when it's not using data you know when you don't even when you don't need data or anything like that it even just doing the ping which is the hey I'm here and I'm alive it that basically means that okay you have a schedule if you're talk if you need something you talk now and when you when it's not your turn you don't do anything so your phone or your tablet or whatever will stay in low power mode longer, which means it's not using up your battery, which means your batteries last longer. So all day battery life, baby. Gotta love it. So also I mentioned earlier that Wi-Fi 6 will be only as good as the hardware backing up, backing it up. So to get the full use out of this new Wi-Fi standard, you're gonna need a Wi-Fi 6 device, like a phone, laptop, whatever. And you're also going to need the Wi-Fi 6 router. But I do have a big caveat to this. And it's 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 a pretty huge caveat. So I'm right now I'm gonna talk real world. If you've listened to me at any point before, you know I'm gonna shoot straight with you. I'm not gonna lead you on. I do I take a lot of pride in what I put on this podcast, and I always give you the best information I can, and I also give you my honest opinion. So Honestly, you can get the latest and greatest router. You can get the one with Wi-Fi 6, all the trimmings. It can be a gaming one, whatever. You know, it, it, you can have the top of the line Wi-Fi 6 router. 
You can have a Wi-Fi 6 device that's top of the line. Brand new phone, crazy fast, the whole nine. Will it actually make a difference in your day-to-day -day usage? For right now, probably not, unfortunately. With this tech being so new, it probably won't make a whole lot of difference to you. And really, I'd say that for a few, couple of reasons. First, to be honest, you would be future-proofing yourself for at least a few years until some of these companies start catching up and implementing Wi-Fi 6 on a bigger scale. But second, your ISP and the internet data plan that you have go into your home. If you only have a 50 megabyte internet plan with your ISP, that's as fast as you're gonna get. Now granted, the internet speed will be more useful and you'll be able to, it, the Wi-Fi 6 router will help that 50 megabytes per second be a lot more, a lot more efficient across a lot more devices in your home. But still 50 megabytes is only 50 megabytes. And the, the other big thing, and this is probably more of an issue than just your data plan with your ISP, is going to be the actual servers that the internet is built on granted some of these are huge server farms they got tons of ability they got hordes and hordes tons of data they can do teraflops of processes per second but they're also built to handle a lot of volume and by doing that they ration off that processing power to allow a lot of users to use it at once so all in all web pages may load a little bit faster facebook may load a little quicker but for the majority of what you do day to day on the internet, you probably won't see a whole lot of difference. Like just for an example, I did this a couple of minutes ago before I started recording this, just to just to kind of prove the point. I ran an internet speed test on the desktop that I'm doing the recording on right now. I have a hundred megabyte plan for my ISP cable internet. My uh, normally the, the speed's a little faster than that. This time I ran 114 megabyte down, 12.3 megabytes up. Now, theoretically, if I download a file even from somebody, I should at the top end I should still see that 104, 114 megabytes, you know, speed whenever I'm downloading a file. But you know, in the in this case, I downloaded a video that I had saved to my Google Drive just to try it. You know, Google has decent servers, so what was the speed for that? Maxed out at 6.2 megabytes. That was the max. So all in all, Wi-Fi 6 is going to be good for as a standard. It's going to be very helpful in streamlining a lot of what we do day to day having a lot more bandwidth to have a lot more devices connected in our homes and our offices, that kind of stuff. But to see the benefits of it, it's gonna take a lot more adoption from companies updating and upgrading servers and doing stuff on the back end that we can't see that we won't know about to actually get the best out of this new standard. And not that, not that they won't do it, but when it comes to stuff like this, companies and especially 
you know, people that that run their own servers and stuff like that, they don't upgrade just to upgrade. They're going to upgrade when they need to. So until stuff happens or something breaks or anything like that, that's when they're going to upgrade. So it may be a little while before we can actually see a lot of the benefits from Wi-Fi 6. Now, don't get the wrong idea here. I'm not telling you to not go out and get something if you want it. I'm not telling you to hold off. I'm not telling you to go buy it. I'm just trying to give you the most information and give you my real world view of whether or not it's actually worth upgrading right now to get a router and everything like that. Now, to some people, it may be worth it. If you have a lot of devices and you you think you would benefit from having that extra bandwidth because you have a lot of smart devices, you need the throughput, you need the bandwidth, by all means, go for it. I have no problem with that if you think it's going to help you out. But if you think that it's a bad fit right now and you want to wait, you can be in that camp too. I have no problem with that either. To be honest, I'm going to wait. So I'm not going to get a Wi-Fi 6 router unless my current router decides it wants to curl up and die. Well, either that or whenever everything starts to kind of come down the pipe and it is a lot more feasible to get one. And to be honest, when all of those new Wi-Fi routers and stuff start coming out, they're not going to be cheap. So just as a heads up, they're going to be on the, the expensive side. So just kind of be prepared for that too. But one thing I can tell you that is cheap, signing up for the on-the-go giveaway. Please go to the website, wait for the little pop-up, do your entry, get in, get in there, enter as many times as you want. Every entry that you have is going to be a chance to win. Like I said, it's the Anchor dual port quick charge car adapter, the RAV Power 3350 milliamp power bank, the two lightning and micro USB combo cables, and the USB Type-C cable. And like I said, all of those cables are capable of quick charge. You know, it's not, they're not, they're not the El Cheapo cables. They're good cables. Okay. They're good. They're very nice cables to be honest. So please go to the website, Down South IT Podcast. Check that out. If the pop-up for some reason, some reason doesn't pop, doesn't work for you. Just go down South IT Podcast.com forward slash giveaway. And you'll go straight to the page. You'll be able to see pictures of everything that you can get. Sign up at the bottom. Just once you're done, hit submit. And you can do that as many times as you want till your heart's content. And while you're on the website, you can also check out the blog. I'm starting to put up more of the, the blog entries. I'm moving a few over from WordPress. So I'm still kind of moving a few things around as far as that goes. You can check out all the reviews that I've done. The, all of the unboxing and the how-to videos, all of those are up there. You can check out the podcast itself. I got the embedded player that works right on there. So I have a whole lot on there. Uh, you can also check for all of the show prep. In fact, the one from last, the last one is 
pretty important with all the screenshots and everything like that. So if you do happen to listen to any of the previous episodes, go back and check the show prep. It'll let you know where I got all my information from. I do put up a, a few things in there that I don't talk about on the podcast itself. So please head over there, check it out. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, everywhere the podcast is, especially all of the all of the services that the podcast is on, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. The Facebook page is at DownSouthIT. You can check that out. I'll, I'm always posting stuff on there too. So double check that. And even if you don't need anything or just want to ask a question, don't forget you can also hit me up downsouthit at gmail.com you can go ahead and email me i'll get back to you as soon as i possibly can and like i always like to try to do or not like i like to try to do but i always end up ending the podcast with a quote a paraphrase of albert hubbard technology can replace the work of many people but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person so go out and be extraordinary today thank you all again for listening I appreciate you giving me the 500 streams. You have no idea. You guys are awesome. I love you. We'll see you next time on the Down South IT Podcast. I'll catch you next time. Later. Later.